With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, this is Elton John here. Throughout my U.S. tour last year, we heard from thousands of fans that financial security and financial planning are hugely important to them. So important that David and I are continuing this vital conversation into 2023. Together with the Alliance for Lifetime Income, I'm spreading the word about the importance of protected income, which is money you're guaranteed to get. Like me, I'm sure you have big plans for your next chapter. Protected income from an annuity helps ensure you have all your bases covered so you can have the financial freedom to tick off your bucket list. The first step is to decide what's on your bucket list. Then meet with your financial advisor to ask if you have protected income and get their help making a plan that fits your unique financial goals. Join me and my friends at the Alliance for Lifetime Income. Together, we can help make financial freedom in retirement a reality for more Americans, starting with you. Go to protectedincome.org today. Welcome to this fancast special. Now, it should be we didn't do a pod this week because, well, it's the international break, so we didn't really know what to talk about. Thankfully, though, uh, thanks to the help of uh, Graham Large, fancast pundit and editor of Fantine Old Gold Glory, we got the chance to interview a former wall striker, Kevin Doyle. Hope you'll enjoy the interview. Hi, Kevin, it's Richard from Wall Fancast. How are you doing, Richard? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Yourself? Good stuff, yeah. Bright and early here on the way to training. Oh, fantastic. You must sort of be on your way to training then. It's the only time you can get me because by the time I'm done and get home and deal with kids and stuff, it'll be uh, be (laughs) the middle of the night in the UK. Do any phone calls or anything I have to do in in Ireland or England, any phone calls. It's always like 7 o'clock in the morning my time. Crikey. Wow. I, um, I do not envy you, apart from um, sort of being in Colorado, which I'm guessing is pretty nice over there, yeah. then, for yourselves. Yeah, it's uh, going to be 30 degrees today, so I'm positive enough. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's 22 degrees in Wolverhampton, so, uh, you know, it, it could be worse. Yeah, but, no, that's unusual. Yeah, I know it's um it's 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 odd weather over here, but um sort of I'm guessing sort of talking no small talk about Wolverhampton isn't really uh what sort of really is sort of I chat. Don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> okay, that's great. You know um, yeah, exactly. Sort of how are you finding it over in um Colorado? Have you been there what is it um, um yeah. a year now? I'm here a year, yeah. yeah. Heading on to towards the end of my first full season now. Um you know, at this stage, it feels like normal. It feels just like being anywhere else, and um, you know, I don't feel like I'm, I'm doing something different anymore. So the first month or two was was difficult. Um, 
more so the fact that I have two young kids and, and and trying to get that sorted and moved over and everything set up. Um, and, you know, the stuff outside of football, more so the um, trying to get your driver's license and just random stuff that's, that you just don't, you know, have to, you know, spend my 10, 12, whatever years in England and, and you just you just don't have to worry about things like that. And, uh, like anyone moving country, having to, having to set up all that sort of stuff is... is is tough at times, but um, that's fine. Now that I'm here this length, it's yeah, it's it's no different than than I, than I felt when I played in, in England. Apart from the weather and a few things like that, it's uh, sure obviously an added bonus. But uh, still playing soccer every day, still training every day, and traveling a bit further to games. Obviously, is another thing, but it's it's uh, it all feels pretty normal now. Yeah, I mean, so I'm guessing sort of one of the almost easier sort of parts of it for yourselves. I mean, and obviously you've moved to a um, different country and sort of, sort of jokes about um, having the time difference is quite a big thing, but I'm guessing sort of how sort of speaking the same language has probably made it sort of settling in for yourself and your family that bit easier, I guess, rather than going yeah. uh, sort of like China, let's say. Yeah, definitely. And, and Colorado, where we're based, is, you know, fantastic, beautiful place. Um, really, I couldn't have, you know, after being I've been everywhere in America now playing games, and then still this is this is my favorite place. I've been very lucky where I've ended up. Um, moving moving to the USA obviously is, is a lot easier transition than than probably you know moving only an hour away if you were moving to France. If you're going to England from, to France or going to Spain or somewhere like that, even though it's, it's obviously a lot less journey, it's a lot harder to um, to uh, yeah, simple thing like language makes it a lot more difficult. So coming here, so it's a it's a it's a, it's a good trip. It's a good trek to get here, but um, <laughs> worth it. You know, stuff, stuff isn't much different. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know a, a lot about the MLS, but it seems sort of it's growing year on year. I mean, even sort of yourself, you actually sort of still moved at almost what we kind of almost look at as relatively young age in sort of terms of yeah. players who are moving over to the MLS, and there seems to almost be a bit of a shift that players are kind of going a little bit earlier. And it seems to be growing. I mean, how does it sort of compare to playing in uh, in England? It's it's. Yeah, as you say, it's, it's definitely it's becoming a little bit more of an option for players. It's still tightly ruled and regulated, you know, in regards to budgets and um, wage caps and and how many players can be over wage caps and, and certain things like that. So it, it is it's difficult, you know, to have more than a couple of maybe three or four players from different countries here. So I don't know if it'll if it'll grow any bigger as in players from abroad than it is right now. Um, but the league itself, yeah, it's you know they're now higher attendances in the basketball and stuff like that it's, it's growing every year they're, it's going a bit you know yeah, it's going a bit crazy here as in new teams trying to join the MLS and, and, and stuff like that so um, to me it seems very popular that, you know speaking to the, to the American lads who've been playing the league for 10 years it's said the difference in just 5 years alone not even not even uh, you know going back any further than that they've said it's just like a totally different league than it was 5 years ago so um, it's enjoyable to play and it, it's exciting it's you know, the facilities, the stadiums, all that side of it, are, everything is, you know, fantastic. It's unbelievable. It's, it's better than a lot of places, a lot of um, a lot of what I'd seen in England in most cases. And, um, you know, that side of it, they have nailed down and it's just grown the attendances and, and grown the standard of just the American soccer itself. You know, I think more kids here, it's the biggest sport here for kids. So when that comes through in 10 or 15 years, maybe, again, it'll be another leap forward for us. But, um, I've, I've no. really enjoyed my... Oh, yeah, time so far anyway. Well, let's hope so. I mean, I know sort of America's it's growing in the soccer in America's growing in popularity almost 
every sort of few years, especially with things like um, the World Cup. Uh, no, it was a couple of years ago now, but it sort of seemed to have taken a real big impact and sort of taken that country by storm. So, you know, let's hope it sort of continues and it's, uh, you know, adds to a really kind of vibrant uh, league over there. I mean, how much would you kind of encourage other uh, British players to sort of go abroad, um, sort of play in a different yeah, culture? I think. Um you know, I'm kind of, it's not easy, you know, it was a big decision, I had another, I had a second baby on the way, just when I was deciding, and that was basically uh-huh. when I first was thinking about it, I was like, no chance, I'm not dragging a newborn over, and yeah. so it, it isn't easy, but um, we went away, we're delighted we have, but I, I definitely um, encourage it wherever you go, you know, America, Australia, somewhere in Europe, it's, um, if you if you have the opportunity, and it's, it's, it's just nice, nice for me to see different you know, different views on football. It's a lot, you know, we've got an American manager and it, it, the tactics side of it is a lot greater than what I've been used to. You know, the, the, the coaching side of coaching um, different players, as they call it here, in different scenarios is, you know, a lot more detailed than I've been used to. And just to see that took me a few weeks to get my head around the, the video meetings and the tactics side of it. And I was like, oh, I just want to go and play. Um, but, you know, it's nice from an experience point of view and it'll stand me good if I'm ever a manager just to see the different you know other people's viewpoints on football when you're in England and the Premier League is on here every weekend and, and the champion I see a good few Bulls games are on TV mm. here on a Saturday morning um, and you see like everyone watches it here and it's massive but um, it's not the be all and end all you know the league is massive here and lots of them the MLS is massive here and American football is massive here and, and everyone's not just totally um, I suppose just uh you know, blinkers on thinking the Premier League is the best thing in the world. So it, for me to come out of that situation, when you're in England, that's all you, you see and think about it, you know, and, and to see other viewpoints on, on soccer will, um, you know, and for other people as well, if they're thinking in the future, if they ever want to be managers or coaches, I think it's, it's, it's to go elsewhere in your playing career can only be a massive uh, advantage to, to see other other thoughts on, on, uh, on, on football. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I was going to say, Moving on to Wolves, it, it's almost easy to forget sort of how almost sort of really well regarded you were Wolves, and you came as you know we when we got promoted to the Premier League, and you're sort of record signing. You really sort of hit the ground running in those first couple of seasons when we were in the Premier League. What was your favourite either goal or memory of being at the club? I mean, I, I know the one which will probably stand out for me. And looking at Twitter, it was um, Man United. Um, and sort of that goal he scored again. Oh, oh, well, I don't know if it was you or George Alakobe who technically scored yeah. it, but... Uh, Still fighting with George over that. Yeah. Uh, has there ever been a goal given to two people? Um, I suppose we could both have headed it at the same time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's um, my highlight. A lot of those, you know, we we some we, we seem to perform pretty well against big teams in those first few years. Um, from what I remember, that... That Man United game, I think that was in our third season. I think we got relegated that season. So I don't think we were going through well in the league at the time, if I remember correctly. So that isn't as high in my um, okay. in my feelings because I think uh, the overall, our, our form wasn't great, I think. I'm not 100% certain about that. You can correct me on that. I've got a um, feeling it was second I, season, but again, I, I, I know... Okay. I know we, well, I, I mean, we're in sort of relegation dogfight yeah, that season, so yeah. I don't think form was ever... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> unbeaten run, and I think it was on record unbeaten run or whatever, or whatever mm. in the league. So that was nice. It was, um, 
that was that was yeah a nice feeling to beat them. But it was more games games around teams who were around us. I remember beating Burnley at home in our first season. Yeah. Um, which was a massive game because we were both in the same situation and we sort of went on a little run after Christmas. We had a game cancelled against West Ham um, and we went away to West Ham and beat West Ham away in an also sort of massive six-pointer game. And to me, those ones stood out more. We we um, More the relief of beating a team around you and getting yourself a bit of breathing space. It wasn't a joy when you're in those games and, and you know, battling relegation all the time. It's just a relief week to week when you, when you don't... Um, when you can get a win and and you can give yourself, you know, a week or two of uh, buffer. Um, but yeah, those first two or three seasons, you know, really, really fantastic. And um, just to stay in the Premier League at the time, we probably didn't have the biggest. I don't know what our budget was relative to other teams, but it probably was in and around where we finished up most times. And um, yeah, it was, it was you know disappointing that the season we got relegated. That the the season, the season we got relegated and the season after were you know. My biggest regrets in playing, you know, in professional soccer, professional football, because, you know, from, you know, I think everyone underperformed and personally underperformed, and um, in the amount of managers we went through, but, um, you know, the players, we just, we didn't, um, for whatever reason, it was a load of reasons, and uh, it was, it was, you know, it was a, for everyone, fans and everyone, that was a big depressing uh, year or two, that those two seasons when we got the double relegation. Don't like talking about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> trust me, I, I was, uh, I've got it in my notes, avoid um, yeah. that part. Yeah, well, not... it, that happened, so, yeah. well, I was at Wolves, so we need to talk about it, but, um, you know, that from, from, from such a good first couple of seasons and really enjoying it, and we, you know, a lot of success, the six hadn't been in the Premier League in a while, and to stay up three seasons, that was brilliant, and then to have that double, you know, hmm. relegation where... Um, I, you know, my form was poor. A lot of players' form was poor. You know how we, we went through. We went from Mick McCarthy to Terry Connor to Stala Salbach and to Dean Saunders to um, Kenny Jacket in the space of about fourteen, fifteen months. So, you know, I suppose it didn't help matters either. So we all, uh, all took a bit of, we all took, rightly took some blame for, for that. No, I think I think you're right. And sort of from my perspective as a fan, I think it was just a culmination of. You put it poor form. Um, you know, it wasn't down to it wasn't just down to the players. It wasn't just down to a manager. It wasn't just down to the board. Yeah. No, no, nothing sort of was going right at that point. It did sort of take, you know, a uh, you know, a sort of complete clean out to Who was the, I know the best player you played with at Wolves at the club at the time? Sort of in your sort of three or four years at the club. Oh. Um. I mean, not even best, or most skillful flamboyant who you sort of really enjoyed. I mean, so, skillful, I'm getting um, yeah. more skillful. I can't think we we um, didn't have like I suppose out and out tricksters in in any of my time no. there. From what I can, I mean, we had, I mean, uh, there was the likes of Jarvis, and but he's right, he wasn't was tricky. He, he, yeah, he was speed um, and sort of directness, yeah. same song like Kitely, I guess. Um, I'm guessing I'm playing someone like someone like Nenad Milliash would have been. Uh, Nenad was fantastic to play with. Yeah, he he didn't play as much as I would have liked him to play. Um, he was, uh, you know, for for setting, for for looking for a centre forward when he got the ball and for for um, being a little bit of a difference maker. He he had great ability. Nenad um, delivery, his delivery was fantastic as well. Um, you know, Dave Jones was a very, uh, you know, just a tidy footballer in midfield. 
Um, you know, I'm trying to think of out and out skill. You did sort of have someone like, um, I mean, just towards the end of your time at Wolves, but someone like Bakary Sacco. That's the um, Sacco, yeah. It's most of the most. Yeah. Know, he had skill as well. Sacco was good that way. Um, yeah, um, he was Sacco. Um, Razak Bukhari, when he first got, he never was fit, but he was, he was so unlucky. But for the first month or two before he got injured, he looked like he had fantastic skill. Um, I was going to say that must have been sort of, that must be sort of quite an odd one as a player, especially as a striker. You're sort of looking at this winger and you think, "Hang on, I could have someone who can sort of team me up a few goals here," and sort of looking like he could be a real we prospect. Had, we, yeah, we were un, we were unlucky at that. A few things didn't go our way. That we signed uh, Pesco, uh, the Polish international, was a really good mm. guy, fantastic, and was going to be a fantastic player. And again, he got injured pretty soon into uh, Stalasalbakin's reign. Um, so yeah, we we were a little bit unfortunate. Um, some cases when it comes to skillful uh, skillful wingers and, and things like that but um, yeah we were more you know we were more a, a solid well you know, organised not that we didn't have skill but we didn't have too many you know we, we couldn't afford too many flair players no. I suppose we, we when we were in the Premier League especially we just you know every game was an absolute fight to the death yeah. and um, you know it was uh, it was tough going but um yeah, it was. Uh, we, we had good players, so, and, and a lot of those players have gone on to um, some better things, as, or stayed at the same level, or whatever since as well. One of the things everyone sort of talks about in football is sort of dressing room camaraderie, and and sort of how sort of it is in the dressing room. Who's sort of the uh, funniest in the dressing room? Who gave sort of the best banter? Um, I just see it flicking up on my screen now. Uh, from a phone call from Stephen Hunt while I'm talking to you. So oh, <laughs> magnificent. Uh, I, I'll give it a hundred for um, always having a keeping everyone lively and giving us something to joke about or laugh or or whatever. Um, Huntley was good. Karen Henry for debate, just always be arguing, but not in a bad way, but just would never agree with anything you said. So it'd always be a debate um, among everyone and Carl. Um, it was a lot of weird good fun in our dressing room. Chris yeah. Ribeiro was funny for different reasons. Um, yeah, we, had a, we had a good squad. That first season or two, you know, we were... Geez, um, Karen early turned into me there. <laughs> I'm on the way to training, in case anyone's wondering. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we had we'd, uh, you know, a close squad. Um, Hunty, though, Hunty was... Uh, he wasn't there the first season, but he was uh, he was lively when he came in the, in the, in the second year. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, I was going to say, sort of, in terms, I mean, you kind of don't want to be harsh about it, but you're sort of appro- nearing the end, of, approaching the end of your career. Um, yeah. Um, what sort of a plan for after football? Are you sort of going to look into going into management or coaching or can't uh, go down a completely different path? actually don't know. I'm not going to drag out my soccer career till I'm 37 or 8 or whatever. I'm going to, I'll probably finish when my contract ends here in a year and a half or so. Um, you know, I'm 33 in, in two weeks' time. Um, so when, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not one to just drag it out to the bitter end. I'll finish when I finish. And um, I'm going to do my badges. I, I I have weeks go by where I think being a manager would be great. And I have weeks when I look at we look at different managers and they go from so happy and fresh-faced in August to looking like death by <laughs> I think do you want that for the rest of your life? Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dip my toe in and gonna get my badges and you never know I'm gonna I'm gonna see how it how it goes. Um 
in my head I still feel 21. I can't believe I'm going to be 33 in a few weeks. It's it's uh it's very weird, you know, to be to be talking about retirement at 33. It's just not right. It's but a, that's the way yeah. it is for sports people. So mm-hmm. um, you just have to deal with it. And uh, I look forward to it. Though I've loads of different things I'm interested in doing. Um, you know, endless stuff that I want to do that I haven't been able to do um over the years because when you're playing soccer, it's just a, it's 24/7 commitment basically. And um, so I'm not, you know, dreading the end of uh, career. I look forward to do, to doing other things when when that point comes, and um, we'll see what that is. As I'm sure you're more than aware, Wolves have sort of approached a new era under sort of um, the Fosun Group, and now sort of owned by. Yeah billionaires with Walter Zenger as manager. Um, not sure how much sort of Wolves games you kind of managed to catch over there, but how do you think we'll sort of fare under um, our sort of new supreme overlords now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I do. It's probably right that I changed game. I think um, Steve Morgan, I think in fairness to him, he he tried his best, you know, and um, it was, and, and Jeds as well. They were very good in their jobs and, Sometimes the ball just didn't bounce their way or whatever, and things just didn't go right. I was probably right for a change, I think, um, from what I see from the outside. But um, you know, who knows? It's, it's mad. I think all the Midlands clubs are Chinese-owned now, so um, that maybe that's a good thing to be competing among each other to get one up on each other. Um, it's so strange to see now, see the you know, see the squad. There's only a few left. That you know, I see Richard Stearman come back on loan. Nice to see Richard back there and. Um, you know, a few lads, Danny Bath is still there, but um, it's getting um, Carla Kimi, but it's getting few and far between now, and it's weird. It doesn't seem like, you know, your place anymore. Like, it's sort uh, of it's everything's moved on, hasn't place. it? I guess. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but that's football. It's the same. You go to any club that you played for, and and you look back, and it, you know, it's gone total full circle. Um, I think the Reading, t- the Reading. When I played at Reading, that's had two or three different owners since I've left. So mm-hmm. it just happened to football. Wolves have probably been lucky. They've had a lot of stability over the last 10 years or, or so. So, um, yeah, hopefully they, they've had a good start to the season anyway. So hopefully they can keep that up. And uh, can't see no. why they shouldn't be at least in the playoffs. And if you get in the playoffs or whatever, anyone has a chance. So um, they should have plenty of money from the sounds of it. And, yeah, well, know, that's... I haven't spoke to anyone about the manager or whatever, but he's an experienced guy, so... Yeah, I mean, I think playoffs is the aim, and they've sort of started to put their money where their mouth is, and we've uh, so we're signing players left, right, and centre. I think we signed twelve um, in the last yeah, transfer yeah. window, which uh, I used to pretend to be uh, Walter Zenga as a kid in goal, actually. So, did you? Um, oh. I've been quite, I've been quite, I've quite enjoyed still being there as a player, if either of he seems to um, he, uh, Zenga seems to sort of uh, kind of recapture really a lot of love with the fans so far. He's very passionate and sort of things like that and you know I think fans obviously respond to uh, managers who are kind of really kind of out there and sort of I know in a very different way but someone like Mick McCarthy got the fans on board quite quickly because he was sort of quite open as yeah. well so it's uh, it's nice to have that feel good yeah, factor around point, you know yeah. it's important to get you know just a little bit of work getting the fans on your side just gives you that little bit more breathing space I think if if you're under pressure for a few weeks the results don't go away or for a few weeks so um, it is a you know some people might think it, they call it, you know pandering to the fans, pandering to fans or whatever. But it is an important part of being a manager. You need to get, you know, people believing in you and liking you, um, and it gives you that little bit extra. If things he does lose the game or two, he'll be given a little bit more patience maybe than than other people. Couple more questions. Um, obviously, Wolves are sort of quite famed for our academy. We still kind of consistently bringing through youngsters. Are there any sort of 
um, Wolves players who are still at the club or have left now who sort of really stood out for you at sort of a young age? David Davis, he's at Birmingham now. He was mm-hmm. uh, he was a strong, strong boy when he was younger. He used to train with us in our first, when my first year or two there, he was allowed to join in before he was properly in the squad and stuff. And he's a strong, uh, you know, you could tell if he if he kept his head right and, and was professional, he, he was going to be a good central midfielder. Um, and I, I, I think he's playing with Birmingham at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's first team there, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was he for me he stood out at the time. I always remember I was quite good in a fifty fifty like shoulder challenge or whatever, usually I come out on top, but for a young guy I found it difficult against Dave. Um he was he's a he was he's a good lad as well, a very nice lad and uh quick question from uh Twitter. Um John Cadden asks do you have apple pie with cream, custard or ice cream? Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, I haven't had apple pie, you know, since I've come to America. We've got two fantastic That's a bit shocking. Yeah. five minutes walk in my house, though, and uh, frequenting them a, a little bit. Uh, homemade ice cream. Five minutes walk. It's so American. Five minutes walk away. Sit outside and eat your ice cream. Uh, but, yeah, I haven't had the apple pie. When uh, Marcus Hanneman was, uh, was at Wolves, he had me around to his house for pumpkin pie. Uh, really? Pretty, um, yeah, that's pretty American, I suppose. I was going to say, do you actually, I was going to say, I know we've had um, a few players, I'm not sure how many have sort of crossed your kind of time at the club, but who have sort of gone on to play in America, sort of someone like Marcus Hanneman. Uh, and so, yeah. so do, do you manage to sort of speak to any of those guys or did you speak to them yeah, before you I, moved? Um, Marcus, we played Seattle a few, a while ago, Marcus was, Marcus commentates for Seattle TV, so one of their stations, so he was down here in Denver and he called around to the house. Um, afterwards and I met him in Seattle when we were up there so I keep in touch with Marcus um, and that's all I know over here I think from, from my time at Wolves um, yeah, I'm trying to think of any more now and if, uh, now as soon as I said that I think most of them were sort of oh, just before just after I know we had Jelly Van Damme who's um, now at the Galaxy yes, I think was Yella, about yeah, five I weeks I know <laughs> yeah, I was speaking to Yella a few weeks ago I got you we swapped jerseys actually we played LA <laughs> Two months ago, maybe saw so Yellow's jersey. Yeah, Yellow was uh, Yellow was a character actually at Wolves. He wasn't there for long, but um, <laughs> he was memorable for us players. So um, he's done well since, and uh, he's doing well for LA as well. So he's he's a nice guy. He's a bit he's a bit crazy, but um, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't around long when he was at Wolves. But um, no, he really didn't settle in, which was a shame because he wrong. looked like he was the uh, full package for us. Um, yeah, 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 he had the potential. Yeah, um, last one, um, I'll sort of move it back onto yourselves. Unfortunately, Colorado lost at the weekend um, to New England. Um, How do you think you're going to get on this season? Well, we've got, you know, we're nearing the end of the season, so it looks like we're going to be in the playoffs, and that was the aim at the end of the the start of the season, to make the playoffs. Um, And then see, you know, as you know, same as in England, anything can happen. Um, We've had a great, we've been top of our, our side of the league for the for most of the season our second so we're third at the moment we um look like we're going to be in the playoffs and um yeah so that's that's you know was our goal at the start of the season to make the playoffs and then see what happens so um we've we've made some good signings this year spent we spent a lot of a lot of money this year and um it's been it's been exciting it's a big big change from when i came halfway through last season and when i arrived we were you know one of the bottom teams in the division so it's a big switch around um compared to last year and it's, it's, it's an exciting test to be at the moment so looking forward to the 
to hopefully been in the playoffs and seeing seeing what happens. Yeah, I mean, you've got sort of a few um, sort of recognisable names in there. Obviously, you've got Tim Howard, who's been experienced Premier League goalkeeper, come towards Twilight. Obviously, you've got um, Sean St. Ledger as well, um, who uh, who I'm guessing you played with at Ireland level. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, Jermaine Jones as well, who's played yeah. in the Liga for a number of years. Um, mm. He actually played for Blackburn in that game where we we both wanted he to draw. He did, didn't Blackburn. he? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we spoke. We spoke about that. Um, so we got, yeah, we got some good players. We got a lot of, you know, South Americans and a lot of American players, and the South Americans especially are, you know, fantastically gifted. Um, you see them in five sides and stuff. Their ability is amazing. Uh, some of the players we have, so that's no, enjoyable. Um, it's said it's as I was saying earlier, it's a lovely place to live, Colorado. Um, mm. Anyone fancies a holiday in America should check it out when they're on their on their way around. Um, and uh, yeah, we're really enjoying it. Um, getting the playoffs, and we're we see what happens. It doesn't matter. Obviously, everyone. Well, some people will know, some won't. If you if you win the league here and you don't really get anything for it, it's all about getting into the into the playoffs at the end of the season and seeing where you go from there. No, sounds good. Well, wish best of luck with the uh, rest of the season. Um, thank you very much for sort of spending up your sort of drive uh, speaking with me genuinely a pleasure to speak to you Um, again hope it all sort of goes well sort of uh, over the playoffs and yeah best of luck cheers talk to you soon thank you we'll be back next week to give our thoughts on the home games against Burton and Barnsley keep up to date with everything we're up to online on Twitter at WWFC Fancast and on Facebook on Wolves Football Fancast Show Until then, see you next time.